Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. This week on Vitality Radio, we're going to do a take two. Uh, about a, a month ago, I released an episode where I interviewed my good friend, Stuart Tonk. We talked about something called Relief Soft Gels. The relief formula, we thought we gave it a pretty good run, but we went back and listened to the information that we shared, and we felt like it got a little bit uh, convoluted, maybe a little bit. Some of the information we simply just missed didn't give you everything that we wanted to give you. So we decided we're going to go ahead and run this again with a brand new interview and give you all of the details on why this is something that you really need to know about and understand and what it can do to help you. Stuart, welcome back to Vitality Radio. Oh, Jared, it's so good to see you. And yes, we thought this topic was so important that we needed to do it again to explain to people that what relief is, is a, it's one a day. Basically, it's one a day relief. And it's relief from occasional aches and pains and soreness. Relief from occasional aches and pains and soreness in the hands and the hips and the low back disc this new state-of-the-art soft gel is a powerful and effective alternative to ibuprofen. We didn't fully communicate that. Relief soft gels are non-habit forming and are safe for daily use. We need to drill down into that further because we need to take these anti-inflammatories every single day to get the benefit. Relief offers you a new alternative to overused anti-inflammatory medications and deadly opioid painkillers that can be reduced with one a day relief. And we felt that the subject was so important we needed to do round two. Yes. And I'll tell you, the first question that we have to address is this, because I do believe, unfortunately, based on what I've seen at Costco, uh, when I'm over there getting my organic uh, and grain-free uh, goodies that I buy there, I tend to often walk through the vitamin aisle and the drug aisle, look at all the OTC stuff. And one of the things that never ceases to amaze me is you can buy, Stuart, I don't know if you know this, you can buy a thousand tablets of ibuprofen for $11. $10.99 in Bountiful, Utah, you can buy a thousand tablets of ibuprofen, which would connote to people looking at the product that this must be something for daily use. We can use it on a regular basis because why else would they sell me a thousand tablets? I mean, that's a massive supply if we're not using it every single day, right? One thing I love about ibuprofen is that you do get some good uh, red number 40 in there uh, just in case you... <laughs> want a little bit of uh, <clears throat> hyperactivity stimulating uh, red dye in your pharmaceuticals. But it, it begs the question, why is it that when I'm at Costco, I can look at ibuprofen and get a thousand tablets for $11, or I can get 62 ounces of M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, which are the best kind, for $15.99. I have to pay five more dollars for M&Ms than I do for my daily 
pain relieving drug. And something isn't right about that. Yeah, that should tell the audience, A, the cost of sugar relative to a chemical drug, a pharmaceutical chemical drug. And what we're offering today is an alternative to ibuprofen that is safe and effective that you can take every single day. So Jared, your point is very well taken. There is a psychology with marketing medication and dietary supplements. Um, we've both spent our whole lives, I'll speak for myself, in the dietary supplement industry. And I remember when I was working at Nordic Naturals, when Ultimate Omega continued to become popular, EPA and DHA Omega-3, Ultimate Omega, the branded Omega-3 product. And as it became more popular and people became aware of daily use, then the bottle just get, got bigger and bigger. Remember, we finally got mm -hmm. to the 180 count bottle. So you make an excellent point that when I say, when we say that we're introducing a safe and effective alternative to ibuprofen, an alternative to overused anti-inflammatory medications and deadly opioid painkillers, the first bit of criticism, and it is fair criticism, we heard this from a few people, I did from a few people that listened to our first show. They said, but ibuprofen is cheap. So why don't you tell me about the other benefits and relief? Why would I spend the extra money if I can buy a big bottle of ibuprofen every day and CV Sciences and Plus CBD is claiming they have some new breakthrough formula? What are the benefits for me? And that's what we're going to dissect today. Well, first, let's talk about the why. So why would you want to take the relief or, frankly, any other alternative uh, versus ibuprofen to see if it could work just as well for you when you can get a thousand tablets of ibuprofen for 11 bucks? Well, Dr. Janet Morgan uh, was uh, interviewed for an article on WebMD. Everybody listening knows how much I love WebMD. And uh, she said it absolutely is medicine, even though... It uh, is something that a lot of people think of as an over-the-counter thing. It's almost like taking a vitamin supplement. You can't mistake ibuprofen for not being a pharmaceutical drug. And it's potentially dangerous, she says. She talks about the risks and how to take ibuprofen correctly, sparingly, and responsibly. She said, uh, and then she states a study that estimates that NSAIDs, now that's going to be ibuprofen, aspirin, uh, Aleve, those types of, of drugs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs used to treat pain and inflammation are responsible for about 107,000 hospitalizations in America and 15,600 deaths every single year. So then the question is, if it is potentially dangerous, how much is still considered safe? And she goes on to say, as a general rule, those who don't have high blood pressure or gastrointestinal issues can typically take ibuprofen on a limited basis to address minor aches and pains. It's not without risk, but you can feel pretty safe taking it for about three days, she says. Three days. Take no more than 400 to 600 milligrams three times a day with food. Otherwise, it can ruin your stomach. Now, that's according to Dr. Uh, I got to make sure I get her first name, Janet Morgan, uh, MD, saying people are overusing this stuff. So perhaps maybe it shouldn't come in a thousand tablet bottle and maybe we should be looking 
at alternatives. And then the last thing I want to state before I give it back to you, Stuart, is that I think many people are aware, maybe everybody's aware now, that Tylenol is the leading cause of acute liver failure in this country. That's ahead of alcohol. Tylenol is the leading cause of acute liver failure in this country. And so we also know that we have to be cautious with that one as an alternative, or as well, as an alternative to ibuprofen. What can we do that isn't going to put us in the hospital? Well, that's why we took on the challenge. We saw the opportunity. We saw how many people were suffering. And there was emerging science, very exciting, but early, suggesting the role of the endocannabinoid system and a, and a role for CBD and CBDA, which we'll talk a little bit more about today, and then PEA, your body's um, analgesic that it produces locally to help deal with pain. We felt that with the risk profile of the products that were out there, and how many people needed daily support, support for a healthy inflammatory response for occasional soreness. How many people wake up in the morning and their hands, their shoulders, their backs, they just don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And Jared, we got phone call after phone call because, well, let me slow it down and say it like this. People kept asking us, what does CBD do? What specifically is this product for? And because natural products do not treat, mitigate, ameliorate diseases or disease symptoms, we're at a huge disadvantage of coming out and directly telling the customer what the product is for. And so uh, that's why when we kept hearing over and over and over, this is helping my hands. I bought this CBD from you. I didn't really know what it was for. I heard a lot of that in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. I just thought it was for stress, right? I thought it was decaffeinated cannabis. We heard that <laughs> in the beginning, right? Uh, uh, I bought CBD because it was an alternative to THC, and I wanted some of the benefits of cannabis, and I didn't want to be high. Right. So I bought the CBD, and my hands feel so much better, and my back feels better, and I'm not so stiff in the morning, and I just... I'm able to maintain a level of focus and, and a state of vigilance and I feel calmer and I'm sleeping better. We just kept hearing those stories, Jared, over and over and over and over. And we knew that as more science came out, as more papers were published, and as more people took the product, we'd learn more about how much people really do need for relief. We would learn more about how CBD does support a healthy inflammatory response, and how CBD and these other compounds help to manage occasional soreness. So it really started uh, years and years ago, every time we kept hearing from people, hey, this product is really like uh, one a day. This product gives me, uh, I take one of these a day and I get, this, I get this relief and I can feel my hands again. I'll never forget that, Jared was one of the very, very first times that I introduced another person to CBD. This must have been in 2013, even before I took the job here at CV Sciences. Mm -hmm. And I gave it to one of my very, very, very good friends who takes a lot of fish oil, 
because I worked with him at Nordic Naturals, right. takes a lot of other natural products, and because he's a cool hippie guy, he knows all about cannabis. <laughs> and I said, you've got to try the CBD. And he said, oh, come on, Stu, I've been a hippie my whole life. I know all about cannabis. If cannabis would help with my hands and give me the relief that I'm looking for, I would have already found it. If omega-3 would have given me the relief that I was looking for, I take so much fish oil, I would have already found it. Jared, I'll never forget. I gave him maybe 15 milligrams of CBD at the time. Mm -hmm. And that had been that was unheard of. You know how much cannabis you'd have to consume back then to get 15 milligrams right. of CBD? And we were at a dinner party. It was after a trade show at Nordic Naturals for Expo West. And he looked over at me and uh, he's a good friend of mine. He wouldn't mention mind if I mentioned his name. Greg Gray looked at me and he said, oh my God, I can feel my hands. I can feel my hands. And so there's this powerful anti-inflammatory effect that we still don't fully appreciate and don't understand. I listened to Professor Raphael Meshulam the other day who discovered THC and CBD basically. He's 90 years old, mm -hmm. Jared. He was at a science conference. He looked right in the camera and he said, we're still missing something. CBD speaks to so many different targets. It has so many different mechanisms of action, but we're still missing something. So to answer your question, we knew that we had to come up with an alternative. And we also knew that over time, as more research bore out, we'd be able to target which combinations of cannabinoids are most effective for which populations. So this is something that we'd always had, had in mind, but we didn't have access to the other two ingredients. And that was the other criticism that we were given from our first show, right? We were asked to give all of the benefits of CBD, the benefits of CBDA, and the benefits of PEA, and then to tie that together uh, and to help explain why we brought this product to market. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's interesting, too, because if you go back in, in history, you know, we were the first store, thanks to you, uh, in Utah to carry CBD. And I was very much in the, I'm not sure exactly, you know, who to recommend this to, what to recommend it for, and trying to figure it out. And you'd given me some pretty good information at the time. Of course, the research has grown substantially over the last seven, eight years since that happened. But the same kind of thing. I got people, more and more people coming back saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe what this is doing for me for, you know, all kinds of different discomfort uh, as well as uh, or sorry, stress and, and insomnia and things like that as well. And so it was thrilling to see. And now we almost take CBD for granted. It's been on the market for a while. It's not such a new thing anymore. And yet we, as we start to recognize how many different ways that it impacts our health and remember, and I think this is maybe the biggest thing that people don't either don't know or don't think about when it comes to CBD and it applies to all of these things that we're going to talk about today. It is naturally, the body has receptors for this stuff naturally in place uh, in the endocannabinoid system. It belongs there. These cannabinoids belong there. And so when we just bring in some phytocannabinoids, we can help to find balance that the body isn't able to find on its own. And, and to that point, one thing that we've learned, this is a really important update since we first started, is that CBD exerts its power for inflammation, 
and for pain, and we'll break this down, more indirectly. And that's one of the reasons why it ends up being one of the most mysterious and exciting molecules because unlike THC, CBD has indirect effect on the system. CBD affects 70 different targets. And that's why I wanted to, to slow down my excitement for relief for the finished product, right? I'm, I'm ready to jump up and down and tell everyone to take one a day. And, you know, we found it, we found it, we found it. More people just need to know the foundational ingredients and why we feel so convicted. So I thought, you know, let's just review a few of them. CBD by itself is an anti-inflammatory. And that's kind of the crux of what we're getting at with relief. Um, we want to help feed the body everything that it needs so that it can resolve inflammation effectively. And CBD is a powerful, potent anti-inflammatory, and it's been included at 15 milligrams of CBD in the relief product. It's also anti-seizure and uh, was approved. CBD has been approved as an anti-seizure medication. And this is important, Jared. The way that it's prescribed is they recommend the CBD on top of the standard of care. So they recommend the plant-based, 100% natural plant-based CBD on top of standard of care, and it reduce, reduces seizures an additional 40%. So the reason I say there's still a mystery here, and we're still trying to figure out how it works, is it seems to work very well with other things. And that's why we blended CBD with CBDA and PEA. We're finding out that it seems to be way more effective in concert with other compounds working synergistically, helping to explain the entourage effect. I also think it's important to point out that CBD is not just anti-inflammatory and not just anti-seizure, it's also anti-psychotic. I mean, can you see how uh, with what's going on right now with people's mental health, mm -hmm. why we need to take the risk to have this conversation. I mean, I've been nervous to do it, obviously, because this is such a brand new ingredient, but I'll, I'll beg anyone, I implore you, get online PubMed and start reading about CBD and its antipsychosis ability. They've compared it to the antipsychotic drugs and found out that it was unbelievably effective, both concomitantly and alone. And so again, that's why it's, it seems like one of those ingredients, and it is one of those ingredients, let me say that again, CBD is one of those ingredients that's so mysterious, and you hear all the different things that it might be able to do, and we really do need to take the time to appreciate that we now have this ingredient that is safe, that we can take every day, that can help protect us. I mean, Jared, I sent you a list of all of the different possible or proposed mechanisms of action of CBD. And didn't it just blow your mind when you saw that list? <laughs> it's a long list. I knew <clears throat> I knew a lot of them, but I certainly didn't know all of them. It's really uh, wild. I mean, anti-fibrosis, uh, anti-scarring, anti-ischemic, anti-oxidative. Uh, so it's got an antioxidant benefit. Uh, anti-infective, anti-cancer, anti-anxiety, anti-nausea, anti-irritant, 
and the list goes on and on. Those are your antis. And then there's also all kinds of really great stuff that we we have talked about a little bit more. It has this really great immunomodulating effect. Uh, it's pro-cognitive. You know, that's one of the things that I think is really interesting to me is because, you know, something known as nootropics uh, are all the rage right now in the uh, natural uh, products industry, as well as uh, kind of the gray market industry, but people selling things that aren't you know, technically approved by the FDA, things online. And why? Because everybody is looking for that edge, that mental edge. And what I found fascinating when I started taking CBD, which I've now been taking for, I guess, pretty close to seven years now, I think, uh, six or seven years, something like that, is originally I didn't feel like I had a specific need for CBD. I don't ex experience a lot of, you know, anxiety. I experience a lot of stress, but I, I handle it well. I didn't have any chronic pain. Uh, I slept like a baby. And those are the three main things that people kept telling me that they were getting help with. You know, I had no seizure disorder or anything like that. So I used CBD and I didn't know if it was doing a whole lot for me or not. I was looking at very specific markers of, of improvement uh, in my health to try and figure out if there was anything going on. And I played around with it quite a bit. I found something really fascinating, though, uh, when you started talking to me uh, about uh, just months ago about adding a little teeny bit of THC to CBD. And when I started doing that, the pro-cognitive benefit that I experienced was awesome. Uh, before I prepare the show every single week now, I do 25 milligrams of CBD with 2.5 milligrams of THC, and it is phenomenal. And in case you didn't hear that episode where I talked to Stuart about that, it's an important episode to listen to for sure, because the information there I think is really, really great. It turned me into a believer, and I wasn't so sure, uh, honestly, at, at first. But since you haven't heard that episode, you need to recognize that there are legal uh, limits as to what can be uh, in a product when it comes to THC. And this is a uh, product that is approved uh, in Utah. And I think, Stuart, you'll have to tell me in most states, I think, in the union now uh, for over-the-counter use, the the which is not the relief product. And I've sort of gone off the rails a little bit, but the reserve product from CB Sciences, which has the 25 milligrams of CBD that has all of these benefits we just listed with a little bit of THC, 2.5 milligrams. And I love what it does for me in terms of staying focused which that is one issue I've dealt with my whole life. I see a lot of squirrels and this stuff really helps me to stay on task and, and, uh, and focus on what I'm trying to do. Well, no, I don't think you went off the rails at all because they were designed to be taken together. Uh, we create all of our products so that they're all interlocking and the relief product and the reserve product together. That's an incredible combination. Um, the pro-cognitive effects that you talk about, I am also the benefactor of. Um, I'm so excited every time I listen to the epilepsy doctors and they talk about the children that are given large doses of CBD, um, and that it seems to enhance their cognition. So mm -hmm. it's not just stopping the seizures, um, just the general uh, human interaction because of how powerful of a neuroprotectant CBD is. And that's something that people need to remember. It's a powerful neuroprotectant. That's the reason why the NFL is finally 
finally, and we've known about it all along. Any Everyone who's known anything about the NFL knows that those players, everybody knows that they've used cannabis for a long time. One of my dear friends and mentors is a neurosurgeon for one of the big famous teams. And uh, he told me a couple years ago, this cracked me up, Jared. He said, hey, we found out the answer so the people won't get in trouble for testing positive in the NFL. Did I ever tell you the story? No. How they they fixed it? He said, nobody can fail the test. I said, how do you mean? He said, the test is unfailable. Well, what do you mean? We just raised the limit so high that nobody could ever fail the test. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. And so the problem, anyone who's ever used THC knows that that's different than CBD. It's completely different than CBD. I heard Dr. Grinspoon, who I loved, MD from Harvard the other day, he made it clear that THC can hijack the endocannabinoid system. CBD does not hijack your endocannabinoid system. That's why we're still so amazed at what it does. And when I hear the father of endocannabinoids and phytocannabinoids, Professor Raphael Meshulam say, we still haven't figured it out. We're still missing something. I know that we're at the bleeding edge here. So the point I'm trying to make is the daily benefit of CBD in the amount in the relief product, the 15 milligrams every single day gives you all of these benefits. Uh, when I, Jared, you went through some of these quick, but I want to mention this one here, anti-infective, uh, mm-hmm. anti-infective. How much research have we seen about the children taking the CBD for seizures that had the lowest rate of SARS contraction? Hmm. Did you see that I, study? I have not seen that, no. Oh my goodness, that's all, they have that. That's all data. Here's the people prescribed the drug, four seizures, and here's their rate of contracting SARS. It was like 12% for the general population. This was a matched control group and 1% for the group taking the CBD. Why? Anti-infective. Why? Bolstering the immune system, both the innate and the adaptive immune system. Anti-cancer. We're making making cancer cells all day long. We need to take them out, Mm -hmm. right? Most people don't really appreciate that when... Um, well, we'll get to that when we, we talk a little bit more about the PA, but the, but the combination of, of, of regularly feeding the body what it needs to eliminate the cells that you don't want, that programmed cell death, that programmed cell death to destroy cells that you don't want, CBD is critical for that. Jared, and for autophagy. I don't know if we've talked about that before, right? But the body's entire process of breaking down all of the old and corrupted cells, it's absolutely critical for that. I also like the fact that it's uh, cardioprotective. There's so much stress, right? The cortisol levels, the fight or flight signals in our brains are so high. And CBD the amount that's in the relief, this 15 milligrams a day, think about that as a neuroprotective, cardioprotective, bronchioprotective. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then finally, this wake-promoting agent. We talked a little bit about this before we hit record. In the relief product, we're using pure CBD, pretty much pure CBD. And when you're using pure CBD, Jared, without any THC, 
and without any of the other terpenes and without any of the other cannabinoids, what we're calling full spectrum, when you use more pure CBD, it has a different effect. Mm -hmm. And it works more like a wake promoting agent. And it helps with daytime sleepiness. How many times are people in pain because they're not getting the relief that they want? They're taking too much ibuprofen. They're taking too much Tylenol. They finally can't take that anymore. And then they can't sleep. If you can't sleep, you can't repair. And you wake up and you feel so sore in the morning. And then what do you do? We take some caffeine. CBD can be a wake-promoting agent and can help with narcolepsy. And I, I love the idea of combining uh, this wake-promoting agent with a natural analgesic in the relief product. And it reminded me of, uh, I think it was the Excedrin product we were talking before we went live, right? That combined caffeine with a painkiller, right. right? Right. And so anyway, I just want people to know that of all of the different benefits in the relief product, you get 15 milligrams of CBD that has more benefits and more mechanisms of action than any one person understands today. And the most important part is it's safe for daily use. It is a safe anti-inflammatory neuroprotectant for daily use, unlike the commercial products where you can buy a thousand of them for $5.99. So part of the reason why we wanted to do the show again is I was told by a few people, they said, hey, it's a great idea, but you've got to give us more of the benefits of these other ingredients because what you're competing against is so dirt cheap. Well, first we off, want to recognize that. It's $10.99, not $5.99. Sorry. That's <laughs> the difference between the M&Ms. Yeah. No, but it, it is. And that's crazy because it is, it, it is dirt cheap. It is basically, I think, in the public consciousness, considered something that you can safely take on a daily basis. And we clearly know that it's not. There are there's loads of evidence uh, to show that it's not. And many doctors are actively now trying to get their patients off of ibuprofen, uh, tell them that they've been taking it too long. They need to get off of it, all this kind of stuff. But there's a few things that I think are pretty interesting here to unpack from what you were saying. First off, yes, ibuprofen has its issues. Tylenol has its issues and they shouldn't be taken daily. So, okay, we've got that. And it appears that uh, from everything we know about CBD, and we'll talk about CBDA and, and, and PEA very soon here too, that these are safe compounds to take on a daily basis. But I think we need to focus even a little bit more on what we do when it comes to natural health in the first place. Do we care all that much about whether or not something's safe if it's also not doing us any good? And with the beauty of a safer daily use product, we also want to make sure that it is doing us some good on a daily basis. And that's what I love about what we're talking about here and what you're talking about with the wide range of benefits of CBD, because there's there are issues with these things. If you're going to take ibuprofen every day for pain relief, you're going to run into problems, but it's probably also going to help your pain. But when it comes to the relief product, you're going to also get help with the discomfort that you're dealing with and this laundry list of additional benefits that you can benefit from on an everyday basis, including, I love wakefulness. How many people are walking around half asleep, right? Because of the, you know, not enough sleep, not enough good sleep, too much caffeine, too much stress, whatever it is that they're dealing with that's keeping them tired on a regular basis. You know, the only drug 
that we use more than ibuprofen in this country is caffeine. It is the number one drug in America by far. Over 90% of Americans are consuming caffeine every single day. So wakefulness is a big deal and something that you can take on a daily basis that can actually help with that. And then, I mean, good grief, coming out of two years of this craziness uh, with COVID, how about not getting infected with things? I mean, there's just so many really great side benefits without this laundry list of side effects that uh, make this make a lot more sense for a lot more people than maybe just my limited uh, understanding of it was years ago when I thought it was only for just a few very specific things. And that, I agree. We're having the same experience here and we're seeing our role. Our role with these dietary supplements are to keep healthy people healthy. Let me say that again. The role of supplements is to keep healthy people healthy. That's now harder than it's ever been before. We're breaking down faster. We are. There are less healthy relief, we, I see it all day long. You do too. If relief can give you daily support, and it says it right on the front of the package, supports a healthy inflammatory response and helps manage occasional soreness. Occasional soreness becomes constant soreness. We have a product that we think can help prevent that transition. That's what we focused on on the last episode, right. which we're not going to hear. We were so excited Oh, wow, there's nothing for chronic inflammation except for relief. And people were a little confused. The point is you need to take this stuff every day. And we believe that we can help keep healthy people healthy and maybe make even healthy people healthier. Before we go on to CBDA, one more thing about the wake-promoting effects of relief. I take it in the morning. And I've been taking CBD now for what? 10 years now, Jerry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, I know the ingredient. Right. Okay. This is my go-to first thing in the morning. The pure CBD, there's no other cannabinoids. There's no terpenes. There's no THC. Clear. Focus. Bam. Right on target. The CBDA, which we're going to get into in a minute, that is so powerful and was missed and will be bigger, I believe, than CBD. Watch, CBDA will end up being even bigger because of, of its applications. But before we get into that, I got to tell you a story. You know, I was on Doug Kaufman's show not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Doug Kaufman, you know, know the cause. Yeah. I was down there in Texas with Colonel Michael Lewis, Dr. Michael Lewis. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about uh, these ingredients. And a, a woman called me from the show. And she lives here in, in town. She lives up near us, uh, near where our office is. She called me the other day and she was in so much pain. And she ran out of all the CBD that I had sent her. And she asked me what, what, what I could do to help her. And she jumped into her car. She just drove over here. And I ran out with, a, with the relief product. And, and I handed it to her. And I said, here's the new product. Why don't you try this? And I got a, I got a text message back from her. And she says, Oh, so far, I feel great. Most of the pain has left my hip and my back. Thanks again, Stuart. And then the next day, thank you again. I slept good last night. You're the greatest. Now, this is, a, this is someone I, she, she showed me. She had such bad sciatica. She could hardly even drive. I, I leaned into the minivan. It smelled like menthol and camphor. She had used, <laughs> it was incredible. And so, she said she's tried all of the opioid painkillers. 
She doesn't want them anymore. She said she's tried all the anti-inflammatories she can get at the store. They make her sick. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's why we get so passionate about this. If we can find alternatives to something that are that is so endemic. I mean, how many people are not in pain now, Jared? How many people wake up and have perfect movement in their hands? Their back feels great. They slept perfectly fine. That's almost unheard of. And the relief product is not just for occasional aches and pains. I know I say that and, and minor soreness. It's for this systemic anti-inflammatory regenerative Sorry, effect. I don't know who your father <laughs> well, Siri wanted to chip in on that conversation, didn't she? <laughs> I was like, no, you can't. All right. Well, and, and you're right, though. It is, it's so much more than just uh, what I think most people think it is in terms of, okay, this is just for pain or this is just for stress or this is just for sleep or whatever. And, and those are still the things that most people come in asking about CBD when they're struggling with these issues uh, over at Vitality Nutrition. But there are so many extra benefits on the side. And it's one of the things, it's funny that you came from promoting uh, fish oil, you know, omega-3 for years and years and years. And I never thought you'd ever leave that. You loved it so much. You were hyper passionate about, you know, what that is and what it does and how important it is for brain health and heart health and all these other things. And of course, we talked all the time about fish oil's benefits for as an anti-inflammatory, right? And yet you moved over here because you thought, well, you know, CBD is the next big thing that people need to know about that I think is a, a truly, you know, powerful ingredient. But they have these cool similarities, even though they aren't similar at all, in that they both have these this huge range of side benefits. You may take it for a very specific reason, but you get all this extra love when you take something that is affecting so many different areas of the body. I think you said 70 different targets that CBD is 70 doing. different targets. And to your point, the more we look, the more interconnectedness we find everywhere. And the fatty acid endocannabinoid conversation is so interconnected yes. that the more that we explore it, I mean, let's face it, the body's cannabis-like compounds are essentially the same as the hormone-like compounds we used to talk about when educating people on the benefit of omega-3. We used to teach people that your body on its own produces pro-inflammatory signals, and that's part of life, and you want to have enough EPA and DHA in your cells so that you can help moderate and modulate the obligatory inflammatory cascade. Right. Well, now we know that people that are struggling with pain and inflammation get benefit with omega-3 and CBD and CBDA and now the PEA because they do all tie together. The endocannabinoid ohm, right? This entire new target. Mm -hmm. This is something that medical doctors, I heard the other day, the Harvard doctor, Dr. Grinspoon said something like, Four or eight percent of medical schools even teach the endocannabinoid system. Wow. So I jumped ship because I knew that in 2014 was like year zero for CBD. <laughs> yeah. Really, it was because we still, when I heard Raphael Mashulam say just the other day, and I'll repeat it again, 
the man who discovered CBD and THC, the Israeli scientist, he said, we don't understand it yet. We're missing something. It's remarkable. You saw this look in his eyes. We're still trying to find out what it does in lower doses. We're learning here at CB Sciences that these lower doses, like the amount in the relief product, depending on you, on your own individual immune status, might explain why we're seeing profound benefits at 10 to 15 milligrams versus where we need higher amounts for something like treatment-resistant epilepsy. Clearly, that's a different creature altogether. One of the projects that I'm working on is we're doing some case reports in a retirement home, and it hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, and it hasn't been published, so I can't talk about it too much, but we have these regular calls every couple of weeks with the nurse at the retirement home and the attending physicians. Uh -huh. And Jared, I'm sure you can imagine, I look forward to this call all week because yeah, I just want to hear on the front line of people that are there taking 11 medications was the story I heard yesterday. This one woman was taking 11 medications. They got her on nine milligrams of CBD, of our CBD. Uh-huh. And she's now on four medications, from 11 medications to four medications. And these are people that have these sleep logs. We've now got them right. wearing Fitbits so we can see all. them waking up at night right. and their heart rate variability. You know what? Because we're collecting all this data. Right. Because we're sick of being told that's not a randomized control trial. No, it's not. It's your grandmother. <laughs> it's your grandmother who we're now hearing is much more communicative mm -hmm. and is present and is paying attention during the end of their life. What's that worth? What kind of relief is that? So I know we'll get criticism, right? When we, we put this in the literature, it's not a randomized control trial. But I'll tell you, the medical doctor that's helping oversee this, he thinks that those randomized control trials are stupid when it comes to something like this, when someone has dementia and someone has Alzheimer's. And so anyway, I'm, I'm so passionate because I'm hearing more and more that the amount of CBD that we're giving has tremendous benefit. It is for daily application and you might need larger amounts or different combinations of cannabinoids for different situations. Right. You mentioned the reserve show that we did. If anybody wants to go back and listen to the show about CBD and THC, we really focused on itch. Remember that? Uh -huh. We focused on, on eczema and psoriasis and some like basically treatment resistant itching, right? Yep. That's not what we're t necessarily talking about today, right? Right. <laughs> we're talking about an alternative to ibuprofen, a combination of the three most powerful natural anti-inflammatories and natural painkillers that are non-habit forming together that you can take every single day. So anyway, we've got to move on to the CBDA because I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you hostage here forever. <laughs> well, no, one thing I want to add to that, and then let's definitely talk CBDA because I think that along with PEA, we're going to be really opening people's minds to some really cool possibilities with both of those ingredients. But that 11 down to four pharmaceuticals uh, for, for the grandmother uh, in the nursing home, you know, I... I get so excited, you know, a guy that grew up in a health food store who has constantly been on the side of less drugs or no drugs is the very best way to use drugs, right? Almost no drugs. If you can possibly avoid them, Pharma pharmacy is there when you need it 
and that's when it should be taken. You know, I'm 40, I'm almost 50 years old. My goodness, Stuart, I'm almost 50, 50 in August. And I've been on one antibiotic in my whole life and it was for a procedure. They wouldn't let me not take one. And, you know, awareness of these natural remedies is the reason I've never had to be on antibiotics is because I know how not to be on antibiotics. And it is these types of things that get me so excited about what I get to do every day, compounds like CBD that can help people get away from this stuff that is so much more wrought with peril uh, when you take it, especially on a long-term basis, all kinds of different side effects associated with these pharmaceuticals. And we're still trying to find side effects uh, with CBD. It's just benefit after benefit after benefit. The stuff has all kinds of goodness there. So let's talk about then, because I think this is going to be the most potentially confusing uh, transition here, going from CBD to CBDA. It sounds like it's the same thing with something else in it. I don't think most people have even ever heard of CBDA. Certainly when I bring it up at Vitality, people say, what? So explain to us first, what is CBDA? How is it different than CBD? Okay. CBDA is the main phytocannabinoid in hemp. That's the number one dominant cannabinoid in the hemp plant. But its potential health-related capabilities have been masked for years by a greater scientific interest towards CBD. So it's sort of people bypassed, have known about overlooked. It. It's been overlooked, yeah. but people have known I mentioned Professor Raphael Meshulam earlier, the professor who discovered these compounds, and he loves the CBDA. He says that the acids, he calls them the acids, he said the acids will prove to be so valuable for human health. And he said a low-tech way to get CBDA was from food fiber hemp. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Jared, in our raw extract... We were the first company to be talking about CBDA all those years ago in the raw product. And I think we confused the daylights out of people. Very much. Yeah. People didn't know. <laughs> I think we confused the daylights out of them. The point we were making was, wait a minute, if the godfather of cannabinoids says there's a human benefit to this acid form, the main phytocannabinoid and fiber and seed oil hemp plants, but its potential health-related capabilities have been masked for years by this greater scientific interest towards CBD, let's learn now why the plant has this CBDA in it and what it can actually do for us. It appears as if it's part of the immune system of the plant. And this is the way that it occurs in nature because CBDA is what you get when you have the raw hemp plant, Jared, before you heat it, before you cook it, before you do anything to it. It's the way it occurs in nature. So do you remember, even years before the CBD train, you heard stories of people juicing raw hemp and drinking the raw hemp juice mm -hmm. to get powerful anti-inflammatory benefits. Do you remember hearing that yeah. 10 or 15 years ago? I do. Just rah, 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 through the juicer, yep. just a big hemp plant. And so but what it is was it's the acid is this natural form, and it's like the can aspirin. It's like the aspirin of, of cannabis, canasprin. 
And it works in a very, very similar way, but it is so much safer. It's a selective COX-2 inhibitor, which is basically how these anti-inflammatories that we're talking about works. So CBDA is nature's form of CBD. It is a natural anti-inflammatory that also has its own anti-convulsant effects, its own anti-carcinogenic effects, its own anti-emetic effects for nausea. Mm -hmm. And so keep your eye on CBDA. This is one of the first products that has 15 milligrams of CBDA. 15 milligrams of CBD, so 30 combined. Mm -hmm. This is in one soft gel. We haven't even gotten to the PEA yet. But just for context, each original soft gel had maybe one or two milligrams of CBDA. One soft gel of relief has 15 milligrams of CBDA. Yeah. And the story that I heard uh, that got my attention, one of our medical directors many years ago, before we found a source for CBDA, we'll talk about that, hard to find a good source. One of our medical directors called me and said, hey, Stuart, I have a patient that had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression who was getting great results with the CBD. And then they became treatment resistant. All their anxiety came back, all their depression came back, and they were even worse than before. And I've got this patient on CBDA. And he says to me, my theory is because the acid works in the periphery, right? We, we know about this immune endocannabinoid connection. So my thought is if I can help dampen some of the hyperactive inflammation in the periphery, maybe I can help the patient's treatment resistant depression and anxiety. It's only an N of one. But he called me back and said, you have to get some CBDA. Hmm. So we've been keeping our eyes on it for a long time, but we couldn't yet find a source, a source that knew how to extract it because these acids are so sensitive that if you heat them, CBDA becomes CBD. Right. Can you see how tricky that is? If you, heat the C, the, if you heat the plant, there's no more CBDA. If you cook the whole extract, there's no more CBDA. So you see how sensitive that is? You have to preserve the molecule as it is in nature for it to behave like this, I call it can aspirin, because right. there's, it's only early science, but very, very, very exciting in silico science, where they're showing that CBDA is a selective COX-2 inhibitor, and it doesn't have any of the downstream side effects of uh, the anti-inflammatories that we're bagging on today. So that was why we wanted to combine <laughs> the CBDA and the CBD together. I think those two alone would make a great product, right? 30 milligrams total. 15 milligrams of CBD, 15 milligrams of CBDA, that would already be a great product together. But we wanted more. We had been keeping our eyes, as you know, we're always looking to the future. And we had one immunity product of the year for our CV defense. Mm -hmm. and, and very few people understood that our CV defense product was anchored in this other new compound called... PEA. And you can quickly see with us introducing these new molecules all the time, why we have to do multiple shows to help people understand what these things do. You know, yeah. I'd like to say, trust me, just go buy the product and you're going to sleep like Gloria one time 
sleep like you haven't for a long time and wake up feeling great, but that sounds like a sales pitch. Right. I'd much rather take the time to explain to you the logic that we put behind these ingredients and why we're so confident that they work. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And it's interesting, though, I want to touch on this because I think it's important. From my perspective, knowing what I know about CBD, knowing what I knew about CBDA, uh, when you t were telling me about PEA, which is at the last of the, the tail end of that last conversation we had where we talked about the reserve, which has the CBD and THC in it. We got so many acronyms for you people today. And I apologize. It's horrible. I'm sorry. We have to, it's called relief. Go <laughs> to the store. Relief. We have a, we, yeah. we wrote a report for you too. <laughs> it's called relief. But when you told me that relief was coming and it hadn't been released yet, and it was CBD with PEA, I was really excited about it. And then when it came out and I saw that CBDA was in there, I was thrilled because I had had such good results with the raw CBD, as you called it, the CBDA already with people. And I knew that that combination was going to be far more effective than just CBD with PEA. We have just a few minutes left, Stuart. Let's quickly introduce PEA and then we'll dive deeper into it and why the three make sense together uh, when we jump over to the podcast side. Absolutely. Well, PEA is found in nature. It's ubiquitous in nature and it's found inside of your body. But it wasn't fully identified until between 1993 and 1996. Think of how recent that is, Jared. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a fatty acid that your body makes. And it was discovered by the woman who won the Nobel Prize for the discovery of nerve growth factor. Have you ever read about the great professor Ritai Levi Montalcini? She lived until she was 102, so. and she discovered okay. nerve growth factor in 1954. And it was her right. group that identified PEA's mechanism of action as the anti-inflammatory and analgesic properties, um, you know, during this whole nerve growth, life and death, right? The program cell death. Mm -hmm. So your body makes PEA, and it makes it to deal with locally acted pain, locally activated pain. And so that's why we were so excited about this compound because if your body makes it, it's a fatty acid and it's a natural painkiller and it works with the endocannabinoids. We thought, wow, this is such a cool compound. The reason that most people have never even heard about it is because it was never registered as a pharmaceutical drug due to the fact that patent protection of the pure and natural compound was impossible. We didn't mention that in the last show. <laughs> That's why I went back and listened to the show and I wanted people to understand if this would have been patentable, you would have al you'd already be taking PEA instead of ibuprofen. If this was patented, you'd already be it would be more expensive, but you get other benefits with PEA. So basically, it's an endogenous anti-inflammatory. It's an analgesic. It's antihistamine. It is great for chronic pain. It's immunomodulatory. It's neuroprotective. It's great for peripheral neuropathy, insomnia, mitochondrial support, microbiota activity. So it has a different list of benefits. You combine the PEA with the CBD and the CBDA, and they did a study 
They did a study not too long ago where they combined all three of them together, Jared, published the results, and found out you got more analgesic, more pain-killing, more protection with the combination of CBD, CBDA, and PEA together in the relief formula. Yeah, and that's I mean that's incredibly powerful when you look at that combination. We always in natural medicine, I think, uh, look at synergy. We look at you know what belongs with what to deliver the greatest result. And you and I have, have had a conversation on this show about the critical nature, and we touched on it briefly, of omega-3 to make CBD more effective. And frankly, CBD to make omega-3 more effective. They work in tandem. And here we have three things that are natural compounds. I believe PEA was originally found when, when, they, when they were doing the discovery in egg yolk uh, is, is the first place that they found it. And, and they said, what the heck is this stuff? And then they started, started looking deeper. And as they found that this PEA with the CBD and the CBDA uh, in conjunction all deliver such unique and yet similar benefits, right? I mean, they're still going after many of the same things, but they do it all through different pathways, which makes it a much more powerful uh, compound together than they would be independently. And and that's what the relief formula is. And I will say this, uh, because we are right up against the radio deadline. I've, I I talk, talked about the relief formula uh, or the reserve formula. Sorry. I really wish they didn't both start with re, but the reserve formula, which I take every time before I do a show every morning, just like you, I take the relief formula now and I love it. And, and that combination seems to be really, really great. I actually take another one of the relief formula uh, in the evening uh, at, at around dinner time and find that that's very beneficial as well. I need to mention this to the radio listener. Uh, because of the way CBD is regulated um, on the internet and in various different states across the country, we can't have it on our website. So these products are not on our website. They are completely legal to purchase. There's no issue with that. It has to do with some convoluted things online, but you can call us for more information. You can also call us uh, to ask uh, questions and to place an order at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. That's how you get a hold of us at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. For everything else that I talk about on Vitality Radio, you can jump on vitalitynutrition.com. Let's get deeper into this PEA thing and why it is such a powerful um well, let's talk about it independently first, and then let's talk about why it's so powerful when combined with CBD and CBDA. Well, I really appreciate you mentioning the true origin story before we jump into the, the science, science side. But it's still science, right? As Coburn, the bacteriologist, discovered that uh, poor children in um, urban environments during the Depression were very susceptible to rheumatic fever, and they were mm-hmm. being given uh, powdered egg yolk. And it was, it was conferring uh, an anti-infective benefit, and they didn't fully appreciate or understand what it was. The original theories were eggs contain other fatty acids that we know, like DHA is a good source uh, in eggs, and then arachidonic acid. But they did find PEA, and it stands for palmitoyl ethanolamide. They found that in the egg yolk, and they found out that this very, very unique molecule plays a very important role inside of our own bodies. 
So I love the idea that they made the discovery in the egg yolk, and then they found out uh, in 1993 that PEA is a natural modulator of hyperactive mast cells and counteracting the pro-inflammatory actions of nerve growth factor. So you're creating this nerve growth factor, right? Cells have to die, so new ones are born. The body uses the PEA to protect from the pro-inflammatory actions of nerve growth factor. Can you see why relief is good for neurological pain and inflammation? Yeah. Can you, did you see you just had an aha moment there, Jared? And I didn't do it on the radio because it's like that. I don't get it until we've been talking for a while. Well, it's we still have enough time on the radio. I know, but, but that's a, but right there at that moment when I spit it out like that, I mean that makes so. I, and I also talk. We have to talk about the hyperactive mast cell part two because I did two things in there. One that we yeah, understand is really counteracting important. the pro-inflammatory actions of nerve nerve growth factor. What does that mean? The body uses PEA as its own body own analgesic. And it shows up when you crush your ankle and you're making all of these and you know icosanoids and all these inflammatory signals to help deal mm -hmm. with this all this damage. You're also producing a ton of palmitoyl ethanolamide too at that moment. Right? So it's helping to protect damaged cells. That's why when we did okay. the first show. And I said, my main concern about PEA is that when you're in pain, when you're stressed out and you don't feel good, you make less of it. And then the more inflamed you are and the more, the longer you stay in pain, the faster you break it down <laughs> Right. because it's yeah. what your body uses to counteract the pro-inflammatory actions of nerve growth, nerve growth factor. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing because when PEA is needed uh, at, at some would say the most, it's actually breaking down, and we need to we need to add more to that. Is is that how I understand it? Exactly, and 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 I I, I want to say this uh, slowly so I, I don't so that I'm not misunderstood. That's why we love this as a supplement, and that's why some of the drug research people have been confused about it. And they say, well, PEA isn't really a great drug because it breaks down differently in different people based on what's going on with them. You know what that sounds like right. to me, Jared? An incredible natural product. That's a natural <laughs> exactly. product. That's an incredible natural product, right? Yeah. And so that's why I want to make, make, make the point that these natural products that are not inhibitors, that are modulators in different populations may do different things. And what is our job? To keep healthy people healthy. So the claim that we're making with relief, and it says it right on the front of the box, supports a healthy inflammatory response and helps manage occasional soreness. Mm -hmm. The benefit of taking it every day is the CBD, CBDA, and PEA that help to blunt the transition from acute to chronic inflammation. And that's where we got all caught up. I got all caught up last show because I just wanted people to understand why we think and agree with Hippocrates that food is our medicine and that we might be able to act our way into better thinking with these lifestyle and dietary interventions. And our hope is people take relief every single day 
and not just get relief from their hands, not just get relief from their back, but you heard me talk about its mitochondrial support. Mm -hmm. I mentioned that. It's microbiota activity. Its own um, anti-epileptic properties on its own. I saw a paper the other day, Jared, that said PEA is a time to test palmitoyl ethanolamide against cannabidiol for seizures. Hmm. How, how, how disruptive would that be? And yeah. you heard what I said earlier. This is a very, very important point, okay? No one could ever register PEA as a pharmaceutical drug due to the fact that patent protection of the pure and natural compound was impossible. However, today, when you type in palmitoyl ethanolamide and drug development, guess what you find, Jared? A couple of candidates. Really? There are a couple of drugs right now. So this is interesting. You're allowed to do this, to make a drug of a natural compound like PEA, if it's already grandfathered into the market, as long as you're willing to compete. Now, what does that tell you about what they think about the benefit of the molecule? Can you imagine this? A bunch of people saying, Bob, we've got no patent protection. You want to go ahead with the cl clinical trial? <laughs> so they're combining PEA right now in Israel with low-dose THC, two and a half milligrams of THC. And there's okay. another company that's using PEA, uh, I'm going from memory here, by itself for sciatica. Hmm. So we're on to something here, the combination of the CBDA, the acid, which I also want to talk about more now that we're after the, the, uh, the radio show in the deep woods here. I mentioned Raphael Meshulam loving the CBDA so much. He recently right. debuted his new molecule. And guess what it is? It's a stabilized CBDA. That's his new oh, drug really? candidate. It's a methyl ester of CBDA. Okay. And he's like, it's a thousand times better than CBDA. It's incredible. It's incredible. We're watching this That's in front funny. of our eyes. This is happening in real time. Right? So you mentioned a couple of things that I think are pretty important, PEA. And the, and the reason I think they're important is because, you know, at the very beginning of the show, if someone's been with us for this entire time here, uh, we talked about ibuprofen and Tylenol. And, you know, generally speaking, people are using those for headaches and, you know, minor aches and pains and, and uh, you know, fever reduction, stuff like that. Those are kind of the main the main uses. But one of the things that has stumped people for a long, long time in both medicine, uh, Western medicine, as well as the natural world, is what do we do about people that are dealing with nerve issues, uh, neuropathy, nerve pain, sciatica, you know, those types of things. And truthfully, I tell people all the time, thank goodness CBD came along because it's one of the only things that I've found that people can use that can actually help with some of those things. And so CBD has been what I've been recommending primarily. We use some, uh, you know, benfetiamine and alpha lipoic acid seem to be very, very effective for some of those things as well. So there are some natural things that help, but nerve pain is a target that has been really tough to hit for a lot of people. So when you're saying that there's a potentially a drug coming made from PEA for sciatica specifically, that's really, really interesting to me. And then just generally what it does for the nerves and how it, uh, how it works with nerve pain, I think is fascinating. So I think we want, I want to go a little deeper on that uh, before we talk about just the overall analgesic effect. 
because I think there's a lot of people searching for help with that. And there are more and more people coming in too now talking about neuropathy than ever before. Uh, Post-COVID with long haulers, people that are dealing with issues with the vaccines, we're seeing more and more of these issues and people need help. So what can PEA do? What do you believe? How do you believe it plays a role there? I, I it, Your body is, it's what your body uses to prevent that tingling from happening, right? The hand and glove thing. You've heard about that where mm-hmm. you have a glove with the needles and it's, that's what it feels like. It feels like people have a glove on with needles everywhere. Your body right, actually right. makes palmitoyl ethanolamide to counteract the pro-inflammatory actions that your nervous system is undertaking as part of its survival. And so when I figured out like how much PEA we actually make and we actually use all of it, it would stand a reason that we are getting to a place of a tipping point. Jared, that's how I'm seeing it. We're reaching a tipping point for a lot of people that no matter what they've done, they're taking on more oxidative stress and more DNA damage and more inflammatory damage than they can repair, right? They're breaking down faster than they can repair. So that's why I Mm -hmm. believe, you know, now that our dietary supplements are to keep people healthy and people are breaking down faster than they're repairing, these supplements have never been more important. These supplements are different than drugs. I don't ever like comparing these supplements to drugs, but we had to make the point right? That everyone thinks of ibuprofen. I've got pain in my hand. That'll wear off in four or five hours. And you don't have all of the other anti-inflammatory benefits of, of the natural compounds. And so that's why I guess I get so passionate for this because I think that we are easing the suffering of others, which is our job. Service is the rent that we pay for our time here on earth. Like these are things Mm -hmm. you're not going to find. We're a publicly traded company, right? You're not going to find that on our Twitter feed. But if you ask anybody, (laughs) right, if you ask anybody that works here and we've all taken massive risks, like this isn't, this isn't, you know, we're on, we're on the bleeding edge here of brand new things like natural alternatives. We have a right to natural alternatives. And the more that people wake up and find out that they don't have the alternatives that they thought they had. When it comes to pain, they thought the alternative was bear, Tylenol, Excedrin, aspirin. (laughs) Those are the only alternatives. And then we see what's going on with the opioid pandemic. And I hope we can appreciate that although opioids might be very good at killing pain, there might be some rebound pro-inflammatory effects that actually cause more chronic inflammation to become systemic inflammation just from taking the painkillers. That we did not get into in the last show. We didn't talk about the opioid sparing, which I want to talk about now, which we didn't get into in the last show because that's the other area. People are out there and they're trying to reduce the amount of whatever medication or whatever drug they're taking. And I think, we think that the relief product is also a harm reduction product. I'm serious, a harm reduction product. So the people that are, that need to take powerful things, because I I think I told you the story. I don't know if we did it on air, but one of the first people that ever brought PEA to my attention was a Dutch scientist who was working in a pain clinic in Holland. Do you remember me telling you about this? 
And he had I don't think a so. bunch of patients that could no longer take the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. The Tylenol, okay. like we talked about, because they were getting right. liver damage. The ibuprofen, um, they were getting, you know, their stomach, they were getting uh, the ulcerogenicity in the stomach bleeding. And they just mm-hmm. couldn't take any more non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And the other group of patients could no longer take more opioids. They had reached the maximum level of opioids and they were too constipated and too groggy to even take any more. And this doctor was giving them PEA on top of the anti-inflammatories and the analgesics and then noticed that the patients needed far fewer drugs. Do you see why I got so excited by that? Yeah, that's awesome. That was, to me, that was more exciting than the whole immunomodulatory thing because let's face it, our job right now to help people go from 11 to three different pharmaceutical drugs, that's probably a more noble task right now than saying, here, we have the answer for your itis, right? Because remember, natural products are not allowed to treat, cure, or mitigate diseases or disease symptoms. So even though it's a natural anti-inflammatory, we can't say anything. We can say it's a harm reduction product and that there are, there's evidence of people taking PEA and taking a lot less painkiller and feeling a lot better and getting the relief that they were looking for in the first place. And then if you combine it with CBDA and CBD, then we get this synergistic broad spectrum anti-inflammatory effect that, as you said, hits three different major pathways of pain, triple action, three totally different pathways of pain and inflammation that work together in the relief product. Yeah, I love that. It's really, really interesting because when when CBD first came out and then CBDA first came out, um, both of which you know were brought to us by CV Sciences, and I was it's the history and you and I share a kind of a similar history that we've been in this industry forever and ever, although I've been on the retail side much longer. It's interesting because I always remember these, these sort of groundbreaking things when they first come out. I remember when melatonin first came out on the market. I remember when glucosamine first came out on the market with chondroitin and MSM. I remember when uh, DHEA first came out on the market. And there's so many things, creatine, creatine, when it came out, it was like this, for the, for the sports nutrition crowd was massive. Nothing has ever been like CBD though. CBD went absolutely crazy. And I think the biggest reason is clearly effectiveness is one because all those things I just mentioned before have been effective for millions of people, but it's what they're effective for. And CBD covers such a wide range of needs that people had that weren't being filled to a large degree by natural things. CBDA became came along and was extremely interesting because even with CBD, I would tell people, look, if you're, you know, you, you got a migraine or you're dealing with some sort of acute onset of discomfort, taking CBD right now, eh, probably not going to be that great. If you're on it consistently, it's going to be, it's going to be there. And probably these symptoms are going to be mitigated to some degree. But when we found out that CBD acts kind of like aspirin with that selective COX-2 benefit, then we had something we could recommend that people could use right now. And that was really exciting. And now with PEA coming from a very, very different, uh, a different avenue in terms of how it behaves inside the body, but still affecting uh, the same areas and the same issues. It's really, really exciting. I mean, I, I feel like we're just waiting to hear 
all of the feedback that's going to start coming in on PEA and, and particularly the relief product because of the combination of those three key ingredients at levels that all have excellent clinical uh, relevance and, and clinical dosing that actually has been proven to work. I get to hear phone calls from salespeople that tell me about different accounts that are ordering the product, ordering more product, ordering more. I mean, these are big integrative pharmacies and places yeah. where they have access to every natural anti-inflammatory, every natural painkiller. And we are getting results, fast results, fast results. In fact, the, the makers of our PEA, the Levagen Plus folks that we work with, mm -hmm. they have a paper that's under peer review right now. And that's why we weren't allowed to talk about it too much because it hasn't been published yet, but I'll give you a little sneak peek and then we can come back and do it again. They went head to head with ibuprofen, with the Levagen Plus PEA, and they found out that it worked faster for severe headaches. So I can only imagine what the headlines are going to look like. I mean, you probably won't see it on the evening news, but you'll hear it on Vitality <laughs> Radio. But imagine the headlines, right? PEA, a natural compound found in your body, is as or more effective than ibuprofen and is perfectly safe for everyday use. That's a big deal. The only reason why you probably won't hear about it is because the other stuff costs $10.99 for a thousand pills. That's it. So let's put that out of our head for a second, Jared. Let's try to imagine the relief product now, 10 years from now, when the economy of scale allows us to make this product, maybe we can't make it for $10.99, but let's say that we can make it for $20.99, right? Uh -huh. Right over time. And then that's right next to something that's half the price with a bunch of fake food coloring in there. Sooner or later, you're going to see that it'll be an obvious choice. Now, I understand. I've been criticized for this. This stuff is expensive and it's not covered by insurance. However, the more that it works and the more that people talk about it, eventually these products do become drugs. They do become covered by insurance. And I know we're all a little cynical, but like I remember when vitamin D levels weren't even on my blood test. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Remember when we were told, don't take vitamin D because it's <laughs> stupid and it's bad for you? Yeah, as the research fun. comes out and more truth is exposed when it comes to these things, it all it all comes around. But but I will say this too, Stuart, I, I, I fully expected relief to be a much more expensive product than it is. You know, if it's really a one a day for most people, and I think that's going to vary from person to person, you have to test things out and see what works for you. It's like a dollar a day to use the relief product. Now, is that more expensive than ibuprofen? Yeah, it's a lot more expensive than ibuprofen. But what is the cost of ibuprofen long term? You know, stomach ulcers, emergency room visits, uh, and so on. 116,500 people a year dropping dead due to the use of ibuprofen. And what's crazy about this, Stuart, I didn't touch on this at the beginning, but I think this is a really important thing. These are not overdose deaths. This isn't people taking more than what was prescribed or recommended by their physician or what's listed on the label. This is people using it long term and eventually bleeding out because of it. And if you've got long term, well, 
long-term chronic, same thing, chronic pain in your hands or your shoulders or your knees or your hips or whatever it is, your back, and this is what you're relying on, eventually you're going to have to get off of it anyway. So we need natural alternatives that can actually support this in a real way where people actually can say, hey, you know what, I take this and it really does work. And I don't have to stress about what it's doing to my body long-term. And if I want to look a little further, I can see all kinds of side benefits that I'm also getting that I can't get from Tylenol or ibuprofen or Aleve and certainly not from opiates. So this as an alternative is extremely exciting to me. I, I love the idea of, of this term organoprotective. You just draw a line in down the middle of the paper and you write organoprotective on one side, right? Then you put organoprotective on the other side. Are you going to put Tylenol? and ibuprofen and opioid painkillers under the term organoprotective? No, you're, you're not. You're, it's a risk for benefit. Put them under organo... Uh, destructive. Destructive. Yeah, there's the right word. Yeah, yeah organoprotective, organodestructive. Yeah. So yes, it's yeah. 10 times more and it's organoprotective and the other one's organodestructive. And People want alternatives. People are, yeah. the, and the science, this is, this is so interesting. With cannabinoids in particular, in the endocannabinoid system, the consumers have been way far ahead of the science for a long, long, long time. And this is a real interesting area where they're all colliding because this relief product is so effective and you can't really patent it, as I mentioned, right? You can't patent the, the PEA, that's, right. that's in the public domain, CBDA. This will be interesting to see what the FDA has to say about it, considering that's the form of CBD that occurs in nature. Right. It's just straight out of the plant. <laughs> yeah. This will be interesting to see what they say about that. But, but, I, but I love the idea of, of, of challenging people to imagine the future when you're in a big store with all the commercial products and you see CBD CBDA and PEA, you see maybe this relief product right next to Motrin. Mm -hmm. And you've got somebody that's dealing with, um, maybe someone that's dealing with uh, endometriosis and, and some anxiety and maybe some, uh, some allergic reactions, some hyperactive allergic reactions. And they take the relief product once versus taking the Motrin product once. You see how powerful that's going to be? Taking the Motrin product every few hours. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Because it's going to cover so many more bases for that individual. And again, it's going to be safe for longer term use. And so I think over time, like the, the investment thesis, you know, we're a publicly traded company, the ticker CVSI. You know, we've been around for a long time. It's been very, very hard. You know, what's, what's, the, what's the possibility of creating an alternative to ibuprofen? that's safe and effective that you can take every day. I mean, that you can't even calculate that. You know, one yeah. thing we didn't talk about on the show, which I want to make sure we talk about before we run out of time, is the antihistamine power of PEA. Okay. Yeah, let's I, talk I, about that because that's something I'm not aware of. Yeah, I think that's so important because that one sentence that I just threw out really, really, uh, really, really quick, um, I, I talked about its antihistamine um, properties. And that's something that's really, really powerful because... If you're familiar with hyperactive mast cell degranulation, do you know about mm -hmm. mast cell 
degranulation. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about it, though, because I know some people that are actually struggling with that. And I know probably the majority of people listening are not very familiar with it. So let's go into that a little bit. Okay, so these these cells, these mast cells. That's M-A-S-T, by the way, if you're listening. M-A-S-T, yeah. yeah, The mast cells, they carry a big load of um, some believe that they're they're ancient in ancient form of the immune system because they've got all these pro-inflammatory granules and cytokines and things that are, um, some people say it goes back to jellyfish, but that, that'll, we'll do another show on that. It's pretty fascinating. But <laughs> we'll do a jellyfish show like next week. <laughs> when the mast cells degranulate and they open their load of like phosphorus bombs and pro-inflammatory cytokines all over the place, um, that's why we need antihistamines. Okay. That's why when you have a mast cell reaction to the ragweed and you're scratching and you're sniffing like I used to with all the post-nasal drip, uh-huh, with all uh-huh. the mucus in my bowels, with all the irritable bowel, it's all connected. It's all, I, I was allergic to my own skin. I was allergic to everything. So I, I can't say for sure it's the PEA, right? I was taking a lot of CBD. I was taking the CBDA, but it's really been the PEA that I've noticed I have dried out. I have dried out and you get on the, you get online. I mean, dried out my sinuses, dried out all this congestion and you get online and you read in the mast cell groups uh, on the blogs online about how they've been using PEA, palmitoyl ethanolamide as a daily alternative to taking antihistamines every single day. Awesome. Because of its antihistaminic effects. So that's why, you know, when you find a molecule like CBD and it does all these things, it almost seems unbelievable. And then you find a compound like PEA, which your body makes. It's your body's own uh, body-made anti-inflammatory and your body's made analgesic. Like We make opioids. We know that. This is basically your body's aspirin. And the more pain you're in, the less you make and the more you break it down. So we want you to take it every single day. And that's part of the theory with relief. That's why you need something that you can take every day. Because if you're breaking it down every single day, And our job is to keep you from breaking down faster than you can repair. That's why when Gloria says to me, I slept last night. Come on. You don't think that being able to to replenish the neurotransmitters, which which doesn't happen if you don't sleep, so you can gain a vigilant state during the day, so you can know to ice it or to stretch it, as opposed to just going for more anti-inflammatories and more opioids, we're trying to break the pain cycle here. Yeah. Well, that antihistamine thing is huge because that just opens up a whole nother avenue of, of uh, potential use for people. And certainly there are a lot of people that are dealing with both issues, right? That are dealing with pain and discomfort and are also dealing with uh, allergic reactions, mass, uh, mass cell I mean, how much, I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not a doctor, but I, you know, I spent my whole life reading this stuff. I, you know, I, I can't answer the questions, but anyone can ask them, you know, how much of the unresolved inflammatory burden that we're seeing is due to hyperactive mast cells yeah. that are dumping their loads all the time, degranulating, creating inflammatory havoc. And then that causes more damage in the uh, epithelial lining through the epithelial cells and through the whole, and then it's this negative cascade. And that's why the last show that got off the rails, I got stuck on, we've got something, we've got something that can help from the transition from acute to chronic inflammation. You see, it's that, that congested, hyperactive mast cell state for too long 
where you're too constipated and your bowels are messed up, at a certain point, that becomes self-sustaining chronic inflammation and it'll never resolve again. You can't, yeah. you can't undo that. So that's what we're trying to do. We have a product for occasional aches and pains and soreness and to prevent, hopefully, the transition from acute to chronic inflammation because you can take it every day and it's safe. Yep. But this antihistamine effect is a good reason to take it every day too. If you've got any sinus issues at all, any allergy issues at all, you want to try this too. Yeah, that's exciting. And and again, it's just all these side benefits. Uh, there's a lot of different potential things you won't even notice that it can be doing in the background and lots of noticeable symptoms that you may be able to find uh, relief from. So it's a great name, relief uh, for the product. It makes sense because there's all types of different kinds of relief that people can uh, potentially experience. And it it just covers the basis so well. And, it, and, and some of the things that have been long-term criticisms of natural medicine are it takes a long time to work and I got to take a bunch of it. And this stuff doesn't take a long time to work and you're taking one of them. And that those two things alone are kind of shockingly uh, awesome about uh, the relief formula. So and the other criticism, I love it. I hate to I love it. The other criticism is that we don't have enough science yet. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. Let's say that about CBD and about CBDA. I understand we don't have enough science yet. The amount of science that has been built already on PEA is undeniable. Yeah, it certainly seems to be. You keep sending me more and more stuff. It's undeniable. I keep, I'm just trying to watch all of it. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> incredible. So it. <laughs> it's undeniable. But at the same time, yep. let's never forget when I get to hear those stories, like from the nursing home project, right? We're writing up case histories that are going right. to be peer reviewed and published in a nursing journal. When we have patients that are there, they're taking nine milligrams, maybe once a day on an occasion, twice a day, once a day and cutting their medications from 11 down to three or four. And people, the, the, we're, when we're on the calls, I, I listen to the nurses telling me that they're more excited to talk to the family members. It's the sure. family members that are thanking the caregivers for giving them our plus CBD products. It's incredible. We've had a few of the attending physicians, you know, argue, oh my God, what are you doing? And then once they get on board and they see how, how much happier, that's the word, that these people yeah. actually look happy, that they actually have some quality of life, right? That there is some relief in their eyes, that they don't look and sound so scared and so desperate. And these are people that modern medicine did everything that it could. And that's one of the things I love about CBD, CBDA, and PEA. You take them on top of, right? Yeah. You don't take them in lieu of. The pain doctor I talked about in Holland, who was giving people PEA on top of the opioids and on top of the anti-inflammatories, they themselves took less of their drug. Yeah, which is amazing. No, I mean, let me say it again. The patient knew that she needed fewer pills for the pain because she was in less pain. The reason right. this conversation is so disruptive is because that's, that's the personal empowerment part. That's the personal yeah. responsibility part here, right? Who's responsible for your pain? You, right? And now if we know we've got two avenues, we can take anti-inflammatories or opioids, and neither of them will help you resolve the underlying issue. Neither of them will help you resolve the underlying issue. Neither of them. Then you've got to look for something else. 
And Diet both of them will create all kinds of problems down the road. Yeah. And the diet and lifestyle thing is is just another piece to the puzzle, of course, because there are other things that people can do on top of the relief uh, soft gels to get even better relief. Uh, you oh, know, no. Like, so, no, thank you. I'm glad right? you said that. No, they could sell their house and move to the country like Paul Clayton recommends that you do and spend all day <laughs> farming with your hands from sun up until sundown. Right. You can do that. He recommends that in you know in addition to the supplements he recommends. <laughs> Most people probably won't do that. But it was know. such a great talk. He gave this talk in Helsinki. He's one of my uh -huh. heroes. And someone said, "Hey, Dr. Clayton, do you have anything for us besides oils and vitamins?" And he said, uh -huh. "I do. Sell your house, move to the country, work with your hands from sun up until sundown, sweat." <laughs> There you go. So now you have it. You've got it. This is an easy solution. Change your entire lifestyle. Move to the country. Take relief soft gels. You'll be fine. See? We have a solution for everyone. Or either or. You could do either or. <laughs> I, I, I like to pit them against each other, right? Like Green Acres, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's just... I, this stuff gets... It's so exciting to me. You know, I, I, everything I talk about on Vitality Radio... Uh, gets me excited or I wouldn't talk about it. But uh, whenever there's something really new and cutting edge that uh, we can talk about that has real world results in, uh, in, in real people that are dealing with these things and getting people away from pharmaceuticals that create a myriad of side effects, instead giving them something that creates a myriad of side benefits, it's as win-win as you could possibly imagine. And uh, so thank you so much for all of this information. I hope that people were uh, willing to stay with us for an hour and a half talking about this. I found it fascinating myself. It always is when I get to talk to you, Stuart, and I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, besides moving to the country, do you have any other parting words for the people uh, that are yeah, I want listening to, thank you to so us much. I, Yeah, I want to focus again on the harm reduction benefit of the relief product, the harm reduction benefit of CBD the harm reduction benefit of CBDA and the harm reduction benefit of PEA and ultimately the harm reduction benefit of a product like relief. When you think of how many medications people are taking, this is an alternative. That is not a health claim. I would love to be able to start advertising that. I think it's very subtle and people might not pick up on it right away. Yeah. But the point we're trying to make is, is that we have a product that may create a situation where you don't need to take what you're taking. How big is that? What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. If you're taking something for pain, you're taking something for inflammation, either something you can't tolerate anymore or you don't want to take. Try the relief product. Think about the doctor in Holland. He had opioid, he had opioid addicts that were using PEA and reducing the amount of opioid. He had people that could no longer tolerate anti-inflammatories because of the stomach bleeding and the ulcerogenicity. He gave them PEA. They were able to reduce the amount of anti-inflammatories. What I'm hearing about the relief product from health food stores, from doctors, and from pharmacies, this is this is it. <laughs> like this, this, this is it. As a natural product for pain and inflammation, this is it. So my closing comment goes back to what you said, Jared, in conjunction with all of the other dietary and lifestyle recommendations that we make. 
<laughs> right. None of these things are, act in isolation, but I now appreciate some of the anti-inflammatory television commercials that I used to make fun of. I used to think that it was silly when I listened to some of the anti-inflammatory commercials, you know, that were talking about how, um, you know, how movement, you know, was so important. Do you remember that when they were mm -hmm. selling those commercials or, well, of course they're so interrelated. How do you get up and move around if you're in so much pain that you don't want to get up and move around? Right. Right. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to call myself out on that, right. I was so anti-pharmaceutical, right. I'm growing up too, right. So anti-drug. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. about time. Honestly. Right. Boo hiss. <laughs> no benefit. Right. But the point they were making was we have a product that will, will eliminate, will, will temporarily put your pain on hold so you can go out for a walk. Right. But then it wears off. We have a product that might temporarily put your pain on, on, on a break so you can go for a walk and then is helping to correct the underlying issues. Yeah. That is different. That is a breakthrough. That's a contribution. That's a product that you want to give out to everybody that you know that's in pain, anyone that's always holding their back, anyone that's complaining about their hands, even people that can't sleep properly. You've got to try relief. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I appreciate so much all of this excellent information. We will have uh, some links uh, in the uh, show notes and the description where you'll be able to find the episode that we did where we talked about Reserve, uh, one of my very favorite products. That's the one that has the low-dose THC with the high-dose CBD, which can work independently of the relief or hand-in-hand -hand, uh, like I'm using them. And we'll also uh, link to uh, some a few videos online that have some excellent information if you really want to deep dive into PEA uh, that are on YouTube. And we'll, uh, if you want to come in in person or you'd like us to email you a little report uh, that uh, Stuart has put together all about these three items so that you can have it on paper, we've got that for you as well at Vitality Nutrition. You can call us at 801 292 6662. That's 801 292-6662. And I'll remind you that because of the craziness of uh, regulations online, we can't sell the relief product or the reserve product on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. But you can call us and we can take care of you over the phone at 801-292-6662. Or of course, you can come visit us at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. Stuart, thank you so much for your time and your expertise, your uh, excitement uh, to share this information. I always appreciate it very, very much. I think we uh, did it better this time. Thank you, Jared. All right. Okay. You've been listening to Stuart Tomp from CV Sciences and me, Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, 
go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.